Welcome back to America Speaks. It is with great excitement today that I, of course, cherish the news that we all are feeling quite uplifted by that Democrats have now retaken the House. I know there is so much to discuss and unpack about the election, so I just want to introduce Mary Angela, who is going to be our guest today. And Mary is joining us along with Kim Langbacker, our producer. So hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. It's so great to have you on, Mary. I have been a guest on Mary's Extraordinary Podcast, which takes place in New York. So now we have East Coast, we have Mountain with Kim in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I am in California. So Mary, quickly just introduce our listeners to you and tell us how you got started doing Lush Left. I have a background in the music industry and another life. As a day job, I did public relations. So I kind of started just on my own reaching out to candidates to help them get interviews. And I had learned how to vet candidates, like kind of the Howie Klein, the Blue America Pack. They're so he like they ran on Crooks and Liars and Digby's on that. And I've been doing that for a very long time. I knew a lot about the DCCC. So my lane was kind of like candidates and races and the DCCC and vetting. Because I was like very much in that early vetting world. That's how I got into it. You know, one of the things I love about your conversations is not only are they smart and inspiring, but invariably it's uplifting and it has a certain tone towards, you know, just taking a look at our humanity as a people. Well, thank you. I mean, the bottom line is, is we did win. I mean, look, I'm disappointed. Gillum, I wanted to win. Beto. But look, I mean, it's like a few percentage points. And that's Texas against Cruz. And Randy Bryce didn't win. I was really surprised by that one. That one really, personally, that one surprised me. But we had a lot of wins. We won the house. We elected over 100 women. How amazing is that? Exactly. But in the general, we have to be strategic, particularly in the state of Trump. Like, I'm super progressive. I'm for Medicare for all. That was a criteria for somebody that came on my show. You had to be for Medicare for all. I couldn't have you on. So here I am as this, you know, very progressive Democrat that had to, like, just suck it up and just put my name for Menendez, who's like a corruption Democrat. One of the things that has been so inspiring, New Mexico kicked ass, didn't it? Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, it was one of the, you know, as you're watching some of these other races that we were disappointed in, and we didn't get W's, it was quite astonishing to see that we did elect a Native American to Congress. Right. And an American woman, it's just amazing. Kim, would you say this, because I was really watching like the Florida situation, I'm sorry. I know that there's a a thing on the left, you know, is it identity politics? Is it class? But I know Florida. They are racist. I'm sorry. That's a problem. And I don't think that came out with enough dignity for Gillum. Exactly. Kim and I are on almost a mission in terms of the complete avoidance of allowing Native Americans to participate in our country's future. That was a lower court decision about the P.O. Box 
Black situation for the Native Americans. And that went up to the Supreme Court. The bigger issue that I fear is for anyone who felt that their voice did not matter, for anyone who didn't feel that there wasn't a good choice to vote, when they look around and they see these things happening where voters are disenfranchised, where ballots are being lost, where the votes are being changed in front of their eyes, I just want to say to them, if this is the only way that you can win by disenfranchising people, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. And you know what else is my takeaway, too, is look at how deplorable the Republicans. They have to scam, suppress, voter suppress, lie, cheat, do robocalls that are vulgar, vulgar. They support Nazis in their own party. Well, let's talk about this. How can anybody with a good conscience have voted for DeSantos over Gillum I don't just know. based on the ads and the minstrel robocalls How gross and was that? the actual upfront racist slanders? Yep, yeah. That's what lost in Florida. Racism didn't just happen with Trump. So we're not playing that card. However, what we're seeing now, if, we, if it's galloping fascism, it is. And the Republicans in that party, they're enablers. I mean, they just flat out are. And if you are, yeah, but I, the Democrats and I'm just going to vote Republican. Well, then now you're complicit. I, I have to put you in the complicit box. I don't know what else to say. You know, part of the reason why we got here and there's a whole other conversation to be talked about with Newt Gingrich's role in creating this playbook. And, and that's a big deal. And that's a whole separate conversation. But part of the reason why we got here is because we forgot. We forgot that it is government by the people for the people. We, we, they work for us. We are the government. And so when people talk about they've never seen so many people voting in an election, they've never seen so many voting people standing in line, they, they waited hours and hours and hours. And you, you hear all these people talking about how my ancestors died. They didn't have the, the right to vote. So I, I have to step up and vote. For many, many years, we didn't care. And so now we are woke. We are aware, yeah. and it can't just be yesterday. It has to be every single every day. day that we hold our representatives to the fire every single day. If we are not taking that kind of responsibility for our own selves, then we are never ever going to have a government that is representative of right. us, whoever us is. Because right. once again, I don't look at the government that we have in there now as saying, even though they kept the Senate and the Democrats got the House, they're not representative. They're still vast majority old white dudes. Sorry. So, Mary, if you were to really give a viewpoint, an outlook of how you feel the 2018 midterms elections impacted the trajectory for the country and maybe a clarion call to what we can expect in 2020, what would you say? Well, I mean, certainly the good news is, you know, obviously we flipped the house. The voter turnout was, I think it's the largest for certainly a midterm. I think it's 102 years. I could be completely wrong on that number, but it's been a very long time. So that's the good news. People are engaged. But we, we're seeing you know, mass voter suppression. Georgia is horrific. What happened to Stacey Abrams? I think that's a huge takeaway. What happened in Florida with those robocalls against Andrew Gillum? <laughs> We have a real problem. 
He calls himself a nationalist. Trump does. It's very clear that there's an uptick in full-on KKK-style Proud Boys, you know, all that. I think a huge takeaway is we need to be even more engaged. More voters need to come out because in order to overcome the dirty tricks that the GOP are doing, the gerrymandering, we've the voter ID things they do. We've heard about all these things, but it's now full on what they're doing. I think it was Noam Chomsky said they're, the GOP is a criminal organization or the, the most dangerous organization that history's ever produced. I think that's probably true. I think that comment should be a wake up call, but I worry it falls on deaf ears because people consider it politicized comment. It's not a politicized comment. No, and and I wanted to say one thing really quickly. We're in a two-party system. You and I have talked about this on air and off air. I don't make up the rules, nor do you. And this third-party fantasy that people have, or these talking points that both parties are the same, is just demonstrably false. On issue after issue after issue, does that mean that the Democratic Party doesn't have areas that it needs to work on? Of course it does. But issue after issue, a Democrat's always going to be better than the Republican, and particularly in this age of Trump. So I really, really hope that there is, you know, people with platforms, whether it's a politician, journalist, etc., um, really start pounding home the importance of participation. I'm seeing some opt-out attitudes and apathy, voter apathy. And while we did flip the house, this has to continue. We can't fall asleep at the wheel. We can't fall asleep at the wheel. And I think it takes a certain level of courage to feel that people like Stacey Abrams is now going to sue the state of Georgia to actually get a legal examination of what happened. So what that speaks to is I think everybody in this country, all of us can agree We shouldn't be fighting for our right to vote so hard. Why is it so hard? I really encourage people to read the work of Ari Berman. I'm blanking off the top of my There's great people. There's really good journalists who cover voting rights, the shenanigans that the Republicans do. Like Greg Palace. Right. But we need more Ari Bermans. We need more people to discussing this because the Republicans know that the higher the turnout, it usually goes Democrat. Like that's just a known. This is why they do their scams, whether it's gerrymandering or these insane what happened in North Dakota where the Supreme Court upheld that decision. Native Americans, they had a P.O. box. They couldn't vote in Georgia. It's the Secretary of State running against Stacey Abrams. How is it legal that he maintained that status throughout the campaign? You know, I wonder if it is a bigger fight here with the white Christian residue looking at how to hold on to what they gained with Trump. And so basically all bets are off. And yeah, whatever they do, legal or illegal, seems to stand up in court. I feel that there can be a weaponization of identity politics on the left. However, right now, I want to remind everybody that white Christian male have no problem with voter suppression, minorities not being able to vote, uh, the oppression of people of color, fear mongering with the immigrants coming into this country. That's an identity. And they're in power right now. In fact, I really, really recommend people read the work of, say, the folk of Southern Poverty Law Center. I really think people really need to learn and read about the history of the extreme right wing. And they're all in for Trump. They're all there. They love this. This is fantastic. So we have to arm ourselves with information is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not electoral politics. We have to vote these people out. They cannot be in power. That's where I'm at. Right. I don't think it's a part 
partisan statement here. What we're talking about is voting should be every single individual's right in this country. That's right. Period. End of report. So uh, I want to close by inviting everybody to visit Lush Left podcast. Mary is a tremendous asset to the voice of truth and justice and also inspires conversations that are tough and that actually engage us and force us to think, which, you know, I know that this is a period of time where everybody feels saturated. I can feel it surrounding me. And I think you had said it earlier. This is no time to fall asleep at the wheel, right? No, not at all. Get more engaged. Thank you so much, Mary and Kim, for today's conversation. And I want to direct all of you to find Mary at Lush Left Podcasts. And she's also on Twitter at Mary Angela. And I would like to reach out to all of you today to write to America Speaks podcast and let us know if any of you had any problems voting. This information will be passed along to those who we are working with who are doing investigations. We will be reporting on this in the future. And lastly, next week, we are very excited to present the first in our series on the environment. I would say this is a perfect complement to the season of giving as we head into the holidays. America Speaks wishes you and your families a very happy Thanksgiving. If you have protested for anything in the past 18 years, you very well may be in my book, I Protest. Please go to my website, tishlampert.org, that's www.tishlampert.org, and see if you can find yourself in my book. You can also follow me on Twitter, at tishlampertcom, that's at T-I-S-H-L-A-M-P-E-R-T-C-O-M. And find me on Instagram, T-I-S-H underscore L-A-M-P-E-R-T underscore O-R-G. And I want to invite everyone to go to Tish Lampert's America Speaks on Apple Podcasts, where you can find our archived episodes. And once again, I want to thank James Koblenz, Oscar Batista, and Kim Langbacker, without whom this episode would not be possible. And lastly, we would love to hear from you. Please write to us at americaspeakspodcast at gmail.com and tell us what you thought of today's episode and come back for our next episode of America Speaks. Remember, America Speaks believes every one of us has a story. And a voice. (laughs) 